it's your man, Jay Lyrics. We're back again at the Culture Trio. Appreciate everybody listening in. So we have some amazing guests here today, and we also have our girl, Tiff, back with us. How you doing today, Tiff? I'm good. How are you? How was your week so far? Uh, kind of weird. Uh, what does that mean? I feel like Jack Harlow. <laughs> what, what does that mean, Tiff? It means it's hump day. I'm ready for the weekend. Why are you always so ready for the weekend? Because uh, who isn't ready for the weekend? Uh, whatever. Let's get to our guests. Um, so we got some um, some great people in here. We're going to have a group discussion on this show today. Um, I'm going to introduce everybody. What's up, Los? How you doing, man? Uncle Los, what's up, man? So, uh, tell us who you are. What's up? Well, as you just said, I'm Uncle Los. <laughs> Los, uh, whatever you want to call me. Uh, what else you want to know about me? Uh, former yeah. student. Oh, you went to Wayne State, right? Yep, went to Wayne okay. State. Went to Michigan State as well. Okay. <laughs> go green, go white. <laughs> and, um, and now I'm just the daddy. Oh, how's that? Oh. Not like just the daddy, I'm the daddy. You the daddy. So you went from Uncle Los to Daddy Los. Daddy Los now. Oh, okay. All right, cool. We got a girl, Erin, in the building. How you doing? Hi, good. Oh, what's going on, Erin? Tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> um, I also went to Michigan State. Okay. Go green, go white. All right. Um, you, you ready um, for that game coming up? I am. You're going to be yeah. turned up. You going to the game? I am not. No, um, okay. You gonna find I'm thinking about going to a tailgate party. Oh, um, just yeah. tear it up. Yeah. So if, if State loses, like, how is that going to make the rest of the week for you? Pretty bad. My cold just talked a lot of trash. Oh, so okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, I'm in my usual uniform, so. Okay. So it's going to be a bad we'll week. We'll win, though. Of course. You know, I'm, 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 yeah. all, I'm all for it. I mean, I'm a Wayne oh. State guy, but go green. Yeah, go white. Yeah, of course. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Saray in the building. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. Thank okay. you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Sarah. Um, I did not actually attend school in Michigan. I'm probably the Whoa. only one at this table. Right. I went to a HBCU. Thank why you, you. Hampton University. Why you gotta get loud? Though? I heard. <laughs> I heard y'all trying to come for me. I heard that was the other H. No, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> absolutely not. We won't mention that other one. Oh. I won't mention that. But I mean, Envy yes. said it was so a better one. Envy actually went to Hampton. Oh, he did. Oh, yeah. Okay, my bad. So shout out to Envy. Oh, okay. Yes, but um, I have been back in Detroit for about two years now. So working as a healthcare professional with the community and happy to be here today. Okay, cool. All right, well, like I said last uh, week, this show was basically to shine a light back on the city. You know, in, in the public eye, in the media eye, like they've created a, a Instagram page called Crime in Detroit. And this is uh, always just something negative about Detroit. So this is a platform where... We're going to have those interviews, those positive interviews, positive topics of discussion, and just try to bring back the positivity in Detroit. So the first question I want to ask you all, um, and we can start with whoever, fir- whoever feels willing enough or daring enough to jump on the <laughs> mic, is what kept you all in Detroit? Like everyone, I think, is born and raised here. And um, with all the negative um, publicity and negative things, you know, they used to call us the murder capital or we was in a deficit and Kwame robbed us and everything was going on. But what kept you here? What kept you fighting? What kept you staying in the city and trying to uh, make some stuff happen for yourself and with the city? Anybody can jump in and let's see. You know, I'm going to pick somebody. I'm going to do it like school. I'm going to say Aaron because she ahead. looks. Oh, go ahead, Lois. What are you saying? <laughs> Take no, the floor. So they can think about the answer. But um, what made me actually decide to stay was for my kids so they can get to know their family. Okay. That was the biggest reason why. But I think um, I've been able to travel around a lot and I think once you get a chance to get out of Michigan you get to you get a chance to see just how beautiful Michigan really is and you get a, a respect for the beauty that the city does hold and what you're saying is right you know 
I mean, they they got ruined porn. Basically, everybody every time you see some, uh, I just saw White Boy Rich, and oh I mean, yeah, they they made us look they bad. made us look real bad in that movie, and I mean, it was shot here, but at the same time, they picked like one of the worst areas to show, and I know every time I drive, of course, there's areas that's bad, but most of the city looks good. It's just what they choose to see. So I wanted my kids to know where they're from, where I'm from, and get an understanding of what's how the city is. Okay. Absolutely. Um, oh, look I'm at that. Sorry. I just want to piggyback off that. No, but um, I agree with what you both were saying. There's like this negative reputation that we have here, Detroit, Michigan as a whole, and having gone to school in another state and even living in another state for a couple of years, Every time I would tell someone where I was from, it would always be, oh, what's there? yeah, what's there? <laughs> How do you get here? Do you have your gun <laughs> on you? Right. Things like that. And it's like, <laughs> do you it's carry a gun at night? Exactly. And it's like, it's not that bad. And I would come back home to visit often when I was away. And just seeing that the, the changes that were being made in the city was fascinating to me. I would come home and have places to hang out, new restaurants to eat at, and seeing all the, the landscape that they're doing. And it's just... It's really a beautiful state and a beautiful city. So that being able to come back and see that and invite people to come visit and see it has been one of my goals and one of my missions. So, so far, so good. I've had a few people come and see that Detroit is not all of what they show on the media. All right. So why I stayed in the city, um, a bit of it was I come from a large family. So I never wanted to leave that comfort zone. Which, in part, I kind of regret. Um, I went to school in Michigan, and... Where you go? I went to Central. Yeah. It was just a little... <laughs> oh, okay. Mid-Michigan thing. Um, Are there some towels at this place? Oh, my God. No, no, no. <laughs> there are towels at mine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Towel Agricultural. Agricultural. Oh, yeah, no, oh, we had no yeah. towels. <laughs> we, we didn't. <laughs> um... Went like cow dipping. That's a thing. Yeah. They did. No, they would go cow, uh, and they would search. They would search for other stuff, but the cows too. They would. Oh, what? well, that now was, I'm interested. Yeah, they used to go. It was, I don't think it was appropriate for the show, but they would go into the cow we'll pens and do stuff later. like so that. So why I stayed? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So my family kept me here, which I don't think that is always the best thing. I think that for me, it would have been smart for me to get out, leave, experience something different. I do travel a lot, so you know I spend a lot of time in New York, and um, although that's always the place I wanted to go, I wanted to live there and experience that life, but I didn't. So my only advice to anybody is to say, go out there, experience something different, and you can always come back. we're pretty close like it's me and my parents like right there so um me leaving them would have been kind of difficult for me but I mean this is like always home like even as a child I never desire like to leave Michigan I too travel a lot and I always find that okay it's time to go back home and I'm excited to come back home you know what I mean and then I always like the fact that a lot of people a long time ago when I came out of college they're like oh, I'm leaving Michigan there's no jobs a ton of jobs in Michigan, in Detroit, especially now. So um, I have I have no re 
you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like I'm getting the best of both worlds. Like, whatever I would have been searching for by leaving, like, I'm, it's, it's coming together here. So, yeah, probably not going nowhere no time soon. I just think you did something with your job, because there are mm-hmm. a ton of jobs yeah. right now. But I think us at Shade, we had to weather a storm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, like definitely. Like, we had to weather a real bad storm yeah. for quite a while. I came out at the height of the recession, and mm-hmm. there was there was nothing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm like, okay, my my plan, I gotta go back to school. Mm-hmm. So I went back and got my master's. I graduated with my master's, and I'm still trying to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what life holds for me. So mm-hmm. we gotta figure this out. I mean, obviously it worked out. Detroit is now. It's always been a beautiful place. It's becoming way more than what I think I've ever imagined right. it would. Yeah. It's like yeah. It's it's kind of dope. I'm it's not gonna very like, yeah. nice here. Like, like, I remember weird. years ago saying, like, oh, I don't feel like hanging downtown. Like, now I'm like, I have no problem hanging downtown. Absolutely. It's always someplace new. Like, mm-hmm. it's always someplace to go down mm-hmm. to. So, so how do you how do all feel about the way downtown is, is starting to develop, but we're not seeing that same development throughout the rest of the city? Because yeah. that was uh, a big thing for me. Like, um, I, used to, I, had a, I owned some property downtown, so we lived down there for four or five years and I was I moved down there right when they started to do most of the development and I was seeing how I felt like I remember when we first moved down there this is this will kind of point to when we first moved down there where I stayed was Lafayette Park in that area and they were they were doing tours like they were just bringing people on buses and doing tours, down <laughs> and I felt weird about it. I was like, like "Cage so animals, yeah, like what is they? <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, but you started to see more and more. It, it is bring branching out a little bit more, but for the most part, it's kind of centralized to downtown. How do y'all feel about that? I, oh, I think with anything, it's gonna take time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like I said, I myself have only been back for about two years, so I don't know necessarily when they exactly started what they've done with downtown, but in order for them to branch out, Detroit is really a huge city mm-hmm. and it goes in so many different directions. So I think it will take time for them to get into the neighborhoods and the other areas, but even like, um, I want to say it's Illinois, like going down there, they've made some changes going down that street. So over time, we'll see a transition. Um, I will say it does kind of concern me because with that, prices raise and mm-hmm. does that mean that certain people like may not be able to afford to live there anymore so I'm excited for the change but I'm like oh they can kind of take their time because what will happen with the real estate and how much it costs to stay in those areas once that happens but I guess the biggest thing in that regard is what you all were saying about the jobs like the new job development you know like if they do it properly and the, and the wages that are given for, to procure jobs are properly, you know, I guess allocated or distributed, mm-hmm. then it wouldn't be an issue. Um, that is a fear, you know, for, because uh, just to, before I jump into your point, for um, to what, for what Los was talking about, um, when you were saying like, uh, like climate and you were, you were talking about, uh, what did you say in the beginning? You were talking about how, um, I lost that thought. What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> you talking about when I was living down there and how I was seeing it, how I saw it change. And well, I can say um, the area I lived in, a lot of older, I, I won't say wealthy, but retired black people stayed in mm-hmm. that area. Like, I mean, I basically, I was, me and my wife were the only people that were probably under 50 mm-hmm. that I can remember that stayed over there, besides like in the teen homes 
can't mm-hmm. do that. But um, a lot of them were leaving, like they were being moved out because mm-hmm. you would see places being built. Like it was one specific building, which I won't say the name of it, but um, a, a studio apartment was twelve fifty mm-hmm. for a studio apartment. Yeah. And then you would see stuff, <laughs> yeah. And because that building was being <laughs> built right next to. Um, another building that's been there for a long time where a lot of students have stayed in. I stayed in there when I was a student. And I think my studio was 600 a month or 700 a month. Mm-hmm. Now it's $1,000 for a studio. So I, I, I got the point I was trying to make. Um, when you were saying like they're focused on downtown, mm-hmm. and uh, me and a friend of mine was having a conversation, and it seems like that they are only focused on downtown. But the thought in my, that I had and the point I made to him is that you have to draw people. You have to make something. You have to build something up to start to draw people uh, for tourists um, and just have something to focus on. You can't just spread it out you immediately. Gotta you got to yeah. start somewhere. But what it does create is the opportunity for you to get off your butt mm-hmm. and start to redevelop, you know what I'm saying, those inner cities. Like what Jay, you say, the how you how you, how you you rent it, go go buy your house, your mama's house she was renting. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's like the main, main the important thing up. that we got to we have to find the value in our, like she was talking about living in those areas, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I like that because that area is a development area where they're, they're catering towards African-Americans, African-American yeah. people who want to own their own business. You got that, those, that's a historical black living uh, space mm-hmm. over there for Sherwood Forest, mm-hmm. you know, the University yeah. District. So we have to mm-hmm. just think about this. If, we we talked about how the city went into ruins, right? Mm-hmm. If we would have stayed in those in those properties and not let the crime and all that drive us out, mm-hmm. and we drove that crime out, I think it maybe we'd be looking at the city a little bit differently now. I think it's easier said than done, but yeah. Mm-hmm. W- one thing that we lost, and I, I guess that's just the last couple of generations, is that that uh, that sense of pride. Back in the sixties and the seventies, they had a sense of pride about about their neighborhood. We got to a p- point where it was just like no one cared. Like you would drive down somebody's street, and you would just talk. Like people would just toss stuff out the window, mm-hmm. and it got to a point where uh, no one cared about anybody else's. Like you didn't care about your own property or where you stayed because you was littering and tearing it up. Like I can remember times you rode down blocks and there was no grass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that that whole respect for what we had. We like the adolescents, like our generation and the generation before us, we lost it. And that's where the ruins, like, it, it, we never survived it. We never got back from it. And, and what it is is that now we're in a prime position to, to get out there and do something about it. It's just we still got to fight that. Well, if I go by this house, what I'm going to do with it? Because as soon as I put a furnace in it, JoJo right. coming down the <laughs> street. Yeah. And it's not like that all the time. It is sometimes. I don't know. I think, so a few weeks ago I did a community service uh, project with my job. And we were out in. Does anybody know where Central High School is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the hood, right? Yeah. What, what you think it. is the hood. Exactly. They are redeveloping yeah. like nobody's business. Because and they, they are moving the value in quietly mm-hmm. and in stealth mode. Yeah. Like these neighborhoods are coming back in droves. And you can't. So I'm in the process. I'm looking for a house. Mm-hmm. You can't afford anything. The places that I think are like the hood, I get alerts on my phone. And I've been looking for over a year now. Last year, I may have been getting them for like fifty, sixty thousand dollars. Eighty to hundred. Yes. I got a house to today for one hundred and twenty thousand dollars, which, in the grand scheme of things, is not a lot of money for a house. Mm-hmm. But based on what these the housing market used to be in Detroit, mm-hmm. in less than a year, 
it has turned to something com- completely different Prime in example. terrible neighborhoods. Yeah. Prime example where um, my parents' house is is in uh, eight, was it four eight two zero five area? So I don't know if y'all know what oh, that we is. Side. East side. <laughs> <laughs> we know it's like that area. We know that area I'm, over I'm there. I'm from the west side. And, um, I know that. I know that zip code. And that area has getting a lot of bad flack because they have uh, what they call the red zone and all that stuff going on. They have all these federal indictments coming down over there. Oh, they created their own red zone. Yeah, they. Oh, that's okay. what they call it. So all a lot of those rappers you see from Detroit mm-hmm. now, they from that area. So and it's funny because I, I I knew them when they was like mm-hmm. little yeah, kids. So when I see them, I'm thinking like, oh man. You didn't, d- you didn't do yeah, that. Yeah, you're not that. Well, I mean, they did it, but they, oh. just, you know, they just wasn't like that. <laughs> oh, okay. So when I see like him, they just wreck. They, it's just him, yeah. you know. Right. Well, he did that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, house that was because we were gonna, so we we got my parents' house. It's a house, and then my aunt's house is right next to it. So we we're gonna buy the house in the middle because it was, you know, they moved out and just left it. And I was looking at the property. It was fifteen hundred dollars, right? So I was trying to figure out. You know, what do I have to do to buy it? And then a year later, that 15 turned to 35. Within, a, not even a year, within four months, it turned from $1,500, $35,000. Then that turned into, and now that house is like, I think, 60. And nothing came of that. Nothing. They didn't do anything. They, it was completely gutted, gutted so out. So, so here's the thing. What's happening, and uh, back to what you were saying, Tiff, about like people moving stuff. What it's the conglomerates like people are putting yeah. their money in it. Like what was it was well, companies from California. What I what I like about the whole Tulsa thing that they're doing, like trying mm-hmm. to bring back Black Wall Street, yeah. is if we can actually get together with some people that we can trust <laughs> and put some real <laughs> money together, keep work, keep work. Put some money together somehow. And I invested in that, but I don't even know if I really trust. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I put. Fine. I mean, you put the yeah, minimum I put, was I put only hundred dollars. Yeah, I put hundred dollars into it. Um, but I mean, you, at some point you got to jump off the off the porch. You know what I'm saying? You got to jump off the building because no one ever made anything being fake. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. always took a risk, and you and, and you just got to see what happened. But and that's one of the things a couple of me and my friends are trying to do is somehow, some way, you know, start putting together a fund and just start buying some of these houses. And it's like you you get a little scared because, like I said in the beginning, you you start putting something together and then somebody coming in and takes it. But if you can put enough money to buy more than one at one time. And then slowly fix them all up, you know what I'm saying? And then put somebody in there immediately. You got a, you got a, a, a better chance of, you know, of saving it. And, and now you to the aspect of just putting somebody in it. If you really about trying to get this bread, you move, you move in it. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's, that's the true. point. Yeah, right. you move in it. We then. moved it because I, I – And I'm saying that, and, yeah. and I probably don't, wouldn't want to move in it. But, I mean, I w- if, if that was the goal, if I sat down and put together a plan, like, let's get this money. And, and if I had to, you know, sit back and, and – Take a year off and, and be safe and bring the guns out and all whatever <laughs> I gotta do, and live you live in fear and you know have my insurance go up about six hundred dollars. Not that serious. Some areas some are really not that bad. I was about to say like that's one of the worst area codes. Like yeah. as soon as I moved <laughs> over there, my I went from paying one hundred and fifty dollars for insurance and it jumped to nine hundred, and then a lot of companies wouldn't even insure me. Right. So, so. Uh, at that point, I was like, you know, what's going on? This is a real bad area. But, I mean, we've been over there, I don't know how long, but it, it never had an issue. So, it's it's really, I think it's a lot of myth behind it. You just got to take your time. Yeah. Like, I just moved from South Hill to Detroit. I got a house. And um, it took me, like, three or four months. Like, same thing. Like, we, like, it was a hood home. Like, took a cab. 
have now and the Apple house, it's like right next to Wesley. It's technically Detroit though, mm-hmm. but like I took, I mean, I took my time. Like I, you know, after work, I would go see like them 15 houses, like on my own, just driving around, find like the neighborhood and move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. But it, there are like some nice houses yeah. and nice areas. People keep their grass up and everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you just gotta, it's, it's gonna take some time. And if you come in there and take care of your honest, stuff, they might take right. care of this. Right, and to be honest, like right now, no, I'm not in my dream home, but I mean, the goal is to stop paying rent, mm-hmm. get somewhere next year, buy another one, rent this out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then eventually, start you know, find my Adult Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you got, yeah, you got to start somewhere, so. Okay, so to, to switch lanes a little bit, um, off what you're saying, uh, I'm going to bounce it to someone else because you already kind of told me what you about to do, you oh. know, start putting your adult monopoly on. But what has anyone thought of as a way to start getting a piece of the pie since you are on the verge, you know, you are developing um, a, a city and, and on the rise or, or on the rebirth? If, since you're here what is and there's so much opportunity, what, is, what are you doing with that opportunity? What has anybody thought about doing? Anybody? Anybody? I mean, like, you can, even even if it's not a home, yeah. you can buy something else, or you and your friends go in on, um, I know me and my friends were talking before about buying, like, um, what's that, what's like the, what is that? It's, it's rental space, basically, oh, rental like, space. you just, like, rent it out for events, like, just passive income, but yeah. depending on the neighborhood that it's in, you know, you're still bringing in, the, I think the goal for Detroit is to, like you said, draw people in basically make it, it sounds bad, but it's not, I mean, make it that shiny toy that yeah. people want to come play with, you know what I mean? It's going to trickle throughout the city, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Eventually, hopefully. Especially, what supposed to be with it, especially because I know, like, inviting friends to Detroit, right? One of the biggest issues we always have is they'll say, well, it, I like Detroit, but why do we always have to go outside of Detroit to do anything? Mm-hmm. So, like you were saying, building yeah. up downtown, like you're saying, yeah. building stuff in the city is going to be essential to what what everybody's trying to do. One of the things that I know we've been talking about doing is like doing, like you said, a rental space or a studio space for sure. Not just for like music, but like uh, artwork, pictures, you know, that type of stuff. Um, Other than that, we've been looking at doing food truck because I know that's a big thing now. We've been looking into that, even a small one, you know, just trying to get together and get the idea and get the business plan worked out, but that's going to be I think that's the next move for real. Yeah. I'm really, really big on that. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like a slacker. <laughs> you guys have given me some great ideas here. My, my day-to-day life, the way it's set up. Uh, yeah, I'm just living. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think same. I kind of connect with you on that. I'm definitely interested um, as far as getting in on the property game in a sense, but mine might be rooted a little differently like I was thinking I looked at the neighborhood where my family grew up at and it's over on the west side retirement and there's so many like broken down houses and property over there so more so for like nostalgia but because I know eventually it's going to get built up because it's such it's a lot of space Mm -hmm. so I was thinking about purchasing something over there or even purchasing the house and the house next door because that's where the family grew up and things like that but um, as far as the Monopoly idea and stuff, that's never really been something that I thought about. Right. So I kind of <laughs> connect with you on that. My, my thing and my connection to the city, um, as I mentioned before, is that I work in healthcare and community health. So 
as far as my plans moving forward is more so geared towards that, mm -hmm. so to speak, to kind of switch gears a little bit um, and just kind of working with the city to educate the people about health. But that plays a part into where we grow as a city as a yeah. whole because we need healthy people in order to thrive. So mm -hmm. that's more so where I'm going with my goals. I think it's a mindset too. Like you can't just show up a city and expect everybody to take care of it. Like mm -hmm. it's got to be like a sense of pride. You know what I mean? So once you like instill that in the youth coming up and things like that, they'll grow to like love Detroit all over again. You know what I mean? So I think these kids are living in a different Detroit than we grew Absolutely. up in. Yeah. So yeah. I think definitely they're a different Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> their, their love for yeah. it is just a little, they want to be here. Like, if you come down here, you want to be around. So mm -hmm. it'd be cute, like, during a lunchtime and see, like, how quick it moves, mm -hmm. how it's so many people, young people who live down here, who mm -hmm. work down here, and they're, they're moving out. So you got the guys and the girls who um, don't have any kids right now. So it's easy for them, like apartment mm -hmm. living. Yeah. But then when you start talking about family, yeah, owning something, out. they start moving out and they're going to a specific neighborhood, which I think will ultimately, in due time, you know, it'll trickle down to every neighborhood in the city. Yeah. See, that's the thing, though. Um, it's funny because they're starting to like rehab a lot of these old names, you know, English Village, mm -hmm. English Village, <laughs> Indian Village. Indian Village has always been Indian Village, but it's like they're rehabbing these old. Never. Old name, yeah, Indian Village never fell off. But they're rehabbing these old names and bringing a sense of uh, community and pride back to it. But the 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 goal is to get into it before it gets too expensive. expensive right. That's the thing because it's getting it like it used to be like you said it was a time where you can go get a house for five hundred dollars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The problem was, could you afford to sit on that house for and until you know yeah. until whatever? Because you get it for five hundred, the taxes is a thousand. Yeah. It's like I I'm spending more a year, so now. Then I pay for it, so now I need to start um, trying to figure out how to get something going on it. But it's it's another twenty thousand, thirty thousand to get some to get it livable. Yeah. So it's it's a hard game. It's not not saying that it's impossible, but that's when you start having to band together. Like you, like I was saying, these conglomerates. There's a uh, it's it's a lot of people from China that are all inside of court mm -hmm. counties. Like to the aspect, well, I, I heard that uh, Pharrell just bought a, a couple of streets in court counties. Yep. Mm -hmm. So like you you. That's the thing. It's like you put start putting your money together because no one can do it by themselves. And even if you're not investing in property, like a lot of people don't know, um, as far as the apartment living and stuff, a lot of these new places they're building, there's a city ordinance where they have to let a certain amount of low income people stay in those buildings. So even the newest, like the building that I said, there was a $1,200 studio, they have to make it livable for a certain amount of people in order to even build it. So you just have to look into you know, some of the stuff that the city has set up. Yeah, and also, it. we got to vote because that's ah, what's going to happen. Ah, there we go. Don't there even get go. me started. There you go. I yeah. mean, that, that's the perfect segue uh, going into the, you know what I'm saying, the, um, the midterms coming up. Let's be very honest. Like, I'm going to be very honest. I never paid any attention to a midterm. And it was just the presidential race. And I don't <laughs> even think I really cared about the local vote, the, the local ordinance and things of that nature. So you really got to get out there and start knowing what's going on yeah. knowing the candidates thing and at the end of the day you're gonna have your your opinion about this person or that person but you still got to make a choice and you got to make your vote so yeah. and, and even to that point it's not about just going out and voting it's about actually going out understanding what the ca candidates are talking about yeah. educate yourself and then ask them if you get a chance to go to one of the town halls and meet some people ask them 
about the stuff that you find out, you know, because a lot of times, you know, that's one of the biggest issues I've always had is that I, f- I always felt like every time we started to get ahead, we were getting held back because of some of the people that we get in the office who don't care as much about the kids, right? right? Mm-hmm. So how we get rid of that is by holding them accountable. Ask them, what are you doing for us? What did, uh, why, why did you do this? Or are you going to do this? And then if they don't, just make it known and go tell them, we're going to get you out of here. Not even just that, too. We still have to be uh, accountable for ourselves. Like, we need to get involved. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yep. We can't always just, like, leave it on their shoulders to make something happen. Because I, I've noticed that there are a lot of programs and a lot of things going on. Like, we used to do, remember Motor City Cleanup? Yep. I ain't heard nothing about them in a long time. Yeah, or Adopted the Streets. Yeah, or Adopted Streets. Highway or whatever. Yeah. Adopted yeah. Highway. I haven't seen too Adopted much Oh yeah, the organization. Organization. Yeah, you see the signs, but yeah. if you look at the street, does it look like he's been cleaned My up? Organization. Yeah. <laughs> Ours does too, but here you go. That. that yeah, I'm about to say. Well, I'll say this plug. Yeah, 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 yeah. My organization, you know, my organization. We uh, <laughs> we, uh, we we clean our street. I'm gonna go throw a piece of paper on it. <laughs> <laughs> but you do. You'll ride, ride past and see. You know, you'll see the sign on it. Yeah, you'll see the sign. Yeah. You'll see the sign. Yeah. All right, so let me uh, switch gears a little bit, lighten the load. So. With social media, good or bad? Oh, come on. Social media is great. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't see how you don't think so. It's, it's, a, so, it's a new TV. Yeah, yeah. So it's a question. That's all good or bad. Social media is great. Does it have an aspect of it that's bad? Absolutely. So but that's anything. So it's more good than bad, than bad for you? That, that's uh, your I, I don't so really want to do much I, I, I believe that. I, I think it's I more would good. say, uh, yeah, because it does it makes it forces people to pay attention to the news like honestly mm-hmm. like 20 years ago like whatever the news wanted to put like wanted to deliver mm-hmm. to the people watching whoever was watching if they watched at all like at a specific time right yeah right <laughs> like we got the story that they delivered like now the social media is like taking off it's like forcing it's forcing everybody to like yeah, and you get all sorts of angles and everyone's different point of view yeah. of a situation. I, I, I agree with that, but I also will say that we also get a lot of people who will believe anything now. Yeah. So that's the bad part of it. Yeah. So when you get your news from an outlet that's not really governing, anybody can quote post stuff. Mm-hmm. You'll get some stuff from, I mean, from all the way right and all the way left, and it's hard to know how to figure out what's real and what's fake too yeah yeah because i mean we all have like those facebook friends that, that they post these articles <laughs> and, and you'd be like, like come on bro i've anything. never heard of this <laughs> site like where where's this news coming from yeah. i mean obviously in that respect it, it can be rough but then i would hope that people are educated enough to do your research correct yeah like right. you got to be able to know that this, this really isn't plausible you right. got to be careful with that too i think about the kids a lot when it comes stuff when I was in school like middle school stuff like that like bullying wasn't it happened Mm -hmm. but it's like you could go home and not have to deal with it it's like times 100 now thanks to social media it's like it's an all-day thing Mm -hmm. now it never turns off yeah and it's just not it's not it's not fair but I mean that's what that's what they grew up on like I didn't grow up on social media so yeah it's like I appreciate that social media I'm like ooh, like Like, I don't have to live with those things. (laughs) Things that crazy stuff that I may have done. In middle school? 
what I'm saying? Yeah. If. Oh, yeah. yeah. I probably wouldn't be able to do a lot of things that I'm able to do today. I'm going to be very honest with you. <laughs> but I think that's a lot of people, though. Yeah. So, okay, so do you all think that social media are making, like, the youth, like, they're so, it's like they're immune, not immune, it's like they're desensitized to reality. Thank you. Look yeah. at that. That's that education coming out. <laughs> they're, they're desensitized to reality. Like, I, I was in school with something trending where the chick had the little kid and they just threw her cotton smoke. Oh, yeah. yeah, like my ma- little dude was like chewing his pearls. With the <laughs> well, okay, I'll say this. Some people are just stupid. I was yeah. about to say stupid. Stupid is always gonna be here. I don't care if we have social media. Have right. you ever heard of like back in the day they used to get kids like liquor in their bottles? You oh, know, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, a teething yeah. or right. something like that. Yeah, but I mean it's still it's still liquor. Yeah. So right, right. I don't think that's supposed to be in there. I'm sure it wasn't, but it was a means to an end. It was a means to an end. Yeah, just rub it on the gun. You ain't got to put the whole fifth in there. It was, you know, okay. You're supposed to put the whole bit in the bottle. I don't want it to go out there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that, but that's the same thing as when putting night in there. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. true. For Benadryl. <laughs> you know right, that's true. <laughs> but however, like, yeah, I, I, I guess that was a, a cheap means to an end or whatever. But now it's like, this is it's for life. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. different when I, yeah, I it did is that. For life. My yeah. child's seizing. They're, they're in pain. They need to rest. Let me, I know this ain't actually my thing. Put a little Jack on there. And uh, he's going to go right to sleep. It's going to be night, night time. Yeah, yeah, I'm, it's my child. Like, I'm not saying I condone it. I'm gonna say I uh, do not condone <laughs> giving kids alcohol. But I, I get it. You know, what I'm saying it's a means to yeah. ends. But now it's like we're doing it for life. Well, well not I we. Think well, people don't really drink as much. Too, it's not, it's not happening. Yeah, Correct. They're not drinking. I mean, kids yeah. didn't have car seats. Exactly. Yeah, I'm about to say it's a different. We're, we're progressing. Yeah. We're all a work in progress. <laughs> but I think what <laughs> you were getting there. at was that um, it creates, because you said for life, so it creates a need for attention even yeah. more so than what may have existed in the past. So mm-hmm. now, whereas to, oh, I'm just trying to do something to impress the people who are directly around me. I know them. They know me. The now I'm trying to impress the world. And the more I do it, the more notoriety I get. And so that that is the bad part. And when you don't get the notoriety, that's when mental, like mental depression and Mm -hmm. all this other stuff we see going on. I Mm -hmm. think that's why that's more prevalent. And um, and like you never see, yeah, like these kids are different, man. Like just even in, you can hear it in the music. Like when I when I hear the music nowadays, lucid dreams. Yes. Yeah, I don't like that. But everybody's song music (laughs) is like that. You like it, don't you? No, no. It ain't that I don't like the music. I like the song. It's Juice World. 2018, everyone needs a therapist. (laughs) Yeah, everybody. But I think social media adds to it. Adds to that. That's my point. Social media creates anxiety. It creates depression because all we do on a daily is swipe through and compare our whole lives to to someone's snapshot. I know everybody's heard this before, but I'm going to say it again. (laughs) No one likes, that's why I'm so, like, I feel really fortunate that I was born when I was born. Like, I was born in the 80s. There was no social media. Yes, I played outside. You know what I mean? Like, a lot. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, but I also was able to get the good parts of, like, the Internet, the Mm -hmm. cell phones, CDs, all that stuff. It was it was amazing, but I still had that before, so I still appreciate, yeah, I still appreciate a good phone call, like, don't even get me started on the, like, okay, texting, don't, look, I got a good three texts, look, I don't like texting, listen, I will text all day, you didn't answer, I will text all day, I enjoy it, what I'm saying is, you don't pick up a phone and call, I'm talking about my child, right, you don't pick up a phone and call me, 
do have nothing left. Like I don't care how much money I have. So that's you know what I mean. That's like, interesting. You don't talk to me. Are y'all? I yeah, actually none of y'all married, right? No. Oh, <laughs> how is? <laughs> <laughs> no. How is? How is wait, dating? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Did you see how the tone turned? Yeah, it was like. Where you going with this? Right? <laughs> <laughs> where you, where you make your like, point. She had like, like, like a real, like, ain't no good people. Out there. Like, what you trying to say? <laughs> so what I was going to say is, because I actually, I got. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to me like it's just, it's almost scary. I don't think I would be able to make it out, like, dating. Uh, if I wasn't married, I would be like. I would just say, you know, I'm just going to be by myself. Because the way it seems out here now, dating. It's rough out here. I, I, it's, it it's seems like It's very rough. Yeah. Like, how is it? Like, what's the, like, since, because I don't Terrible. know how old all y'all are, but everybody else. Everybody. What's it? So y'all probably was, around, y'all probably was, were y'all dating before social media? Yeah. Okay. Oh, all y'all was dating? No, we weren't. We were young. That's what I'm asking. Oh, how old were y'all? Were y'all dating in 2008? That's different. (laughs) My face and back planet is different, but I'm talking about where now you keep Instagram, Snapchat. Oh, uh, yeah, we were dating before that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but. So before 2008. So to me, 2008 is where it kind of like, it went from, you used to laugh at people if they said they was dating somebody off of. Online. Online. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, now that's what you do. So what's the difference? Like, what's the difference in between? Right. Even older, like my my, uh, mother-in-law, got on Christian Mingle and I just Oh praise the Lord. Yeah, okay. you know she had a, she she was trying to get on there and get you know get her get herself in there. I ain't mad at her. And uh she needs love. But too. I think she got I think she got kicked off. Oh so I don't know why. What did, did she do? That's what my question was. I, what I were you doing? You was being a heathen? <laughs> she wasn't crazy. I guess she Lord, wasn't right. she wasn't holy about, enough. I've never heard of anyone. She's looking for intermediate Yeah, I don't know. She's never heard of getting kicked off on a dating site. Not kicked off, but she was. I guess she wasn't they, they, uh, allowed they to be on. They deactivated her profile. Yeah, right. something like that. She wasn't able to renew. Yeah, <laughs> I <laughs> guess so. All right. But anyway, that just interesting. So, so anybody got a quick follow up on that before we jump into the next one? No, I'm good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I do want to do, because uh, we're going to have a stop here because we're getting short on time. Uh, what is Christian Mingle? I know everybody out here, they got, they waiting to see it now. They started talking. However, um, anybody want to put their social media handles just in case everybody loves social media anybody want to do that now no okay so that's a no that's a no for test what's your social media username no you can't say that can't you spell it yeah okay wait hold on let me get let me get a clearance i don't think this is really appropriate (laughs) (laughs) fine i have okay so i have this uh social media page or instagram rather um my dad is like just rude like (laughs) he's like curses, he's rude, like one of those rude, funny old men, and I have nonstop material, and I was like, I'm going to put you on social media. He's curse about my ass, and it's hilarious. It's good content. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, um, can I say it? No, don't say it. Don't say it. Okay, it's hit with an S in front. <laughs> <laughs> Her dad says, underscore. That girl educated. I did. <laughs> Lo? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. I'll just, all I post is my kids. Yeah, my kids. Some funny stuff. Maybe some food I'm cooking. But oh, yeah. I forgot uh, you just said, yeah, I seen that, uh, that one post you put up. What was that? Oh, I think it was uh, Hot Sauce. Homemade. 